3: Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's 10.08 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Wilm Roddy Show. Wilm Roddy, your host with Matt Sarois, who is our master of ceremonies and gamefully guiding the show. Um, good to be with you today. It's great. I'm, I'm looking at sunshine. It's nice. I, I thought I heard this morning, I might have been just really tired because I didn't have coffee yet. But early this morning on Fox 61, I thought I heard snow is coming. Don't like it. Not happy. <laughs> I, I, do, I hate it. I hate it. Uh, on the hotline is, uh, but before we go to the hotline, uh, we're going to go to John. On the hotline is someone who is committed, committed to seeing the retirement of Richard Blumenthal. Uh, so, so a friend of mine, indeed, as uh, our vice president would say. Um, <laughs> let's go to John in West Hartford, patiently waiting. John, thank you for holding, and welcome to the program.
4: Thank you. I gotta share something with you that stopped me dead cold in my tracks. Uh oh. It's an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: It's called Home of the Brave, R. I. P. Rest in Peace mm-hmm. by Matthew Hennessy. Yeah. And not, I'm not going to tell you what I think it means. I'm going to read segments of the actual article.
3: Okay, we only, only got about a minute, John, so Results, I'm going to need you to... The Quinnipiac
4: kind of... University survey released this week. Yeah. The polls, poll asked, what would you do if you were in the same position as Ukrainians are right now? Stay or fight and leave the country. Stay and fight or leave the country. Um, more than half of Democrats said that cut and run. Mm-hmm. 78 percent of republicans say that stand and fight yeah the uh survey said uh is not a hypothesis it's not Mm -hmm. for oil or empire
5: right
4: poll respondents are asked to envision a foreign invader on their own trend porch uh imagine vladimir putin has sent his shock troops to level your hometown occupy your high school drop a missile in the hospital you were born Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it concludes i never thought i'd live to fight today half of democrats attest the whole country to the wolves have given the chance
3: yeah, but the overall, if you count, I, cause I led with that story the other day on the poll. I was so, imp- I was so happy about it because the majority of Americans, forget the Democrats, but the majority of independents and Republicans would stay and fight. Yep. I was incredibly encouraged by that. And I was incredibly encouraged by the fact that eight out of 10, I think almost Americans said that they would support military intervention by the United States if Putin invades a NATO allied country. So, I, I still think there's hope, John. I, I I'm disappointed in the Democrats, but if you don't love the country, you ought to just leave now. That's what I think. But um but I I, th- I think we're we're encouraged to see that a lot of folks would stay in and defend the homeland. John, thank you for your call and thank you for holding. I appreciate it. Now joining us on the hotline as I said, someone who's who's purposely committed to the retirement of Richard Blumenthal and therefore a great friend of the show. The voice of clarity, former former House Republican leader uh, Themis Claridis Themis, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
0: I'm okay. I'm not pleased with the weather forecast for tomorrow either. So
3: you're not a snow person.
0: I'm not a snow person, and I'm not a hurricane force wind person, <laughs> and I'm not a I'm not a but and then when it all happens, it'll freeze yeah. over, person.
3: Yeah, I know. Well, said, we're almost there.
0: Night, it may be. It may. When shall it be below zero in some places at night? Tonight? Tomorrow night. it's almost will be icy.
3: Yeah, great. So you just heard uh, John from West Hartford, and, and I led with this story the other day on the on the Q poll that came out Monday. Um, it's got to be encouraging for people to know that if we were invaded, the majority of Americans said they would stay and fight. Don't you think that's a good thing?
0: It's a wonderful thing. I mean, I've I've said before that, you know, we we are a melting pot. We are all here because some of our ancestors came here at one point or another, and they came here because they wanted that American dream and they wanted freedom,
5: mm-hmm.
0: um, and they were proud to come here. They were either—I mean, my grandparents were fleeing um, the Pontian kind of genocide in, in Asia Minor at the time, mm-hmm. where they were killing Greeks.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, I, you hear these stories every day, and that's what one of the things that make, makes this country so great. Um, but but I feel like we've somehow lost that pride along the way, to a certain extent, and yeah. uh, people aren't willing to do what they need to do to come here. You know, we want everybody to be here that that wants to be here, but they just have to follow the rules.
3: Right, legally, we don't mind anybody coming here legally. Mm-hmm. We just don't want people sneaking in under the uh, under cover of night and through the back right, door. But that
0: percentage was very heartening. I will say yeah. that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So how is the uh, retirement effort going for Richard Blumenthal? <laughs>
0: Well, it's going. It's it's on its course, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. I'm all over the state every day yeah. talking to people, explaining to them why, you know, if you believe that Joe Biden has done a bad job for Connecticut, and as we've seen his approval ratings in Connecticut are 41%, which is almost unheard of for a mm-hmm. Democrat president in Connecticut, um, then you must believe that Senator Blumenthal is doing the same thing because he votes for them almost 100% of the time. I was at an event the other night. Actually, in your hometown, yeah. in Wallingford, wow. Um, and and somebody asked me the question: Have you heard that Senator Blumenthal is working on or accomplished getting another um, appellate court judge in the Second Circuit? You know, which is our our appellate court, mm-hmm. our federal appellate court for the country
5: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in in Connecticut's region. I said I, I haven't, you know, and I looked into it. But, and he's, but I, I said to the fellow, I said, I I haven't heard of it. I will look into it, but here's my problem. Mm-hmm. The world is falling apart. We have almost 8% inflation. People can't afford to put food on their tables. Mm-hmm. We're funding a war for Russia to fight Ukraine
5: mm-hmm.
0: by buying their oil, mm-hmm. and he's worried about another judge on the appellate court.
3: Yeah. Priorities, priorities. <laughs> and this is I what think it speaks for itself, thing. doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and when you look on his website, you don't see anything about any of these issues that everybody's talking about these days, right? I mean, it's the lady at the coffee shop and the, your friends at the gym and, and at the car, you know, the car repair place. I mean, they're all talking about these things. They're talking about inflation and the Russia-Ukraine fighting and they're talking about, you know, the price of gas and how we can't afford it and, and the high that it is and the fact that we went from being energy de- independent to energy dependent on Russia. You know, And now we're negotiating with what Venezuela and Iran, yeah. seriously. I know. of
5: all, of all you people. Know?
0: But on his website, nothing. And he's worried about the appellate court judge having another one from Connecticut.
5: But unbelievable
0: this is, to this me. is and how that sick is, it is. That is exactly the reason why he has lost touch with Connecticut and making Connecticut better and helping Connecticut. That is well, he's unbelievable in the bubble.
3: He's me. in the bubble. So he's not, he's not hearing any opposing viewpoints. He's not getting any pushback because he's in the bubble. But this is why I said earlier, you know, it's it, it, this is proof positive. Well, I'll tell you, it was a caller who said this. This is proof positive that Democrats do not care about the working folks or working, working people when they're depending on what part of the country they're giving a speech in. They don't care about the working folks. And the reason we can say that is because the average American, 65 percent Americans live in paycheck, paycheck. I just saw this morning. It's almost the average family is spending almost three hundred dollars a month more now for food, for gas, heating oil, whatever. And for a lot of families. 300 bucks a month that puts them under it's three you know three grand thirty six hundred dollars a year so if the if the democrats really cared about the working folks they would do something they wouldn't be begging oil from maduro they would be lower they'd be changing energy policies and turning the speculation on oil the other direction but they don't care they're committed to their religion of climate change and, and so let, let them eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette all over again. We don't care if you guys, people, people suffer. You people should be suffering while they while they live in their Eiffel Towers. So I, I just, I'm just so frustrated with the whole process at this point. And that's why I say people, we need new people in office, new people like you in office.
0: Well, thank you. And, I you know, as far as, as food goes, I mean, I just saw a report that, A lot of restaurants have stopped serving beef altogether because they can't afford to put it on the menu because the price is up 14%. Eggs are up 11%. Yeah. Citrus. I mean, just citrus. You know, people are – restaurants are getting fuel surcharges put on their bills now. Yeah. You know, and they're afraid to increase their prices because they don't want to hurt their customers. Mm -hmm. You know, the customers can't afford to pay it because inflation is almost 8%. Yep. And all the while, all the while, President Biden, Dick Blumenthal, and the Democrats are blaming Russia for, this, for these issues we're having. I mean, I'm blaming Biden and, the, and Blumenthal, the Democrats, for the fact that we're no longer energy independent, mm-hmm. but he is blaming Russia. I mean, yeah. that, Russia, that is Russia, the Russia. lunacy of this and the no self-awareness. I mean, one step towards fixing it is a president, an administration, and a Senate and Congress that owns its policy failures, right? Which clearly we don't think is going to happen. Another step in fixing this would be stop the federal spending. I mean, just pause it for a little while. Mm -hmm. Stop building new debt and stop the Fed from, you know, pumping new cash into the economy in order to finance the deficits. Because, right, that's what's happening. The Fed, you know, the big federal bank we have, Mm -hmm. is putting new cash into the economy to try and finance all these trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of spending that Blumenthal's pushing, and that's increasing inflation.
3: What's you know? What's, I mean, and
0: these are. I mean, these are just things you can do to fix this. But in the meantime, all they want to do is blame Russia. Right,
3: right. It's right. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think you'd have time because you're crisscrossing the state every day. But I try to watch when I can the White House press briefing, and mm-hmm. it's amazing to me. That they will lie. I mean, they will absolutely lie and say, "Well, inflation and rising gas prices are all because Vladimir Putin decided to invade Ukraine." When the fact of the matter is, inflation was already up before anybody thought about Putin in Ukraine. Gas prices were already rising. Now, d- now, did Putin help it? No, of course not. He he, he emphasized it, made it worse, May, made it worse for. But but the fact of the matter is, it was Biden policies. That have damaged america and and it's Richard Blumenthal that supports it one hundred percent
0: right, and again, he's worried about another judge from Connecticut on the appellate court his <laughs> yeah. website it's amazing yeah. to me I mean yeah. sometimes I think yeah. that I'm the one that's in the alternate universe, and maybe everybody <laughs> else is getting it because I don't it seems very common sense to me,
5: yeah. right? it just seems yeah. like
0: a common sense thing I mean, and again, if you look at his at his website, you'll see, you won't see anything about any of that.
5: Yeah. You know
0: He's allowed this to happen. And, uh, and you're right. I mean, gas and all, we've been talking for months about inflation, way before, way before Russia went into Ukraine.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So how in the heck is that the cause? Everybody knows it's not the cause. People are not stupid. People know what their gas bills look like. Right, right. Right. People know what their food bills look like. And I always say, these are not luxury items. These are, you're paying twice as much for chicken as you were before. You're right. paying $4 a gallon for milk. Right. You have to put gas in your car to go to work to make money to support your family or pick your kids up or take drop your kids off. These are everyday, middle class, working class people problems. Right. These are not rich people problems. Right and and it's interesting that we hear all the time about from biden and Blumenthal and all the democrats they're they're for the working class well if they're for the working class we have big problems
3: (laughs) working class better start running no i'm that's what i'm saying they betray themselves their actions betray their words constantly and um you know it's just it's just time i think i think for all elections right there's two questions that have to be asked you know um Uh, do you, do you stay the course or is it time for change?
0: Time for a change.
3: And boy, if it's ever time for change, it's now. Um, so how in general, how's the campaign going? What kind of feedback you get and how are, uh, do you need, do you need donations? What, what's going on?
0: Yeah, we need donations. We need, you know, volunteers. We want as many people as possible because this is a, this is a joint effort.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, people have been very positive. They're very excited to get rid of Senator Blumenthal. When I go to an event, the first thing I say is, "Raise your hands if you want to retire Dick Blumenthal." <laughs> you know, of course, the, the the room goes goes wild. Yeah, of course. Um, some people say, "No, we don't want to retire him. We just want to fire him." I'm like, "Whatever you whatever you want to call it, we don't want him there next January when when the oath is being taken." Yeah. Um, my website is femis 2022, so it's easy.
5: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, people are excited. People want change. People are sick of the fact that people get elected just because they know their name and they don't feel like there's any better option,
5: mm-hmm.
0: right? Because let's be honest, when you look at what's going on, all these problems that are affecting the good, hardworking people of Connecticut, he's done nothing to change that. He's done nothing to change it. And when you get into that, those two questions you ask: is it time for a change or do we stay the course? It's often very easy to say, stay the course, because you have to actually find reasons you want to fire somebody.
5: Right, right. But
0: I think in this situation, you, have to, you would have to find reasons why you want to keep him.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and I'm out there telling people every day why it's time to fire him and give, you know, give Republicans a chance in this state, because clearly the de- Biden, Blumenthal, and the Democrats' policies have failed its state. We have to take Connecticut back for the yes. citizens. Government Absolutely. should not be in control of our lives
3: anymore. I I couldn't agree with you more. So, uh, listen. Um, thank you for taking time. Thank you for um, sharing your thoughts. And we wish you, we wish you the best and continued success with the campaign and the website. One more time.
0: Semis twenty twenty two. Easy. Com.
3: Easy as one Very two three. Easy. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> the call. Have a good weekend. Thank you.
0: Thanks you too.
3: Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with your calls, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. Right, it's First Time Caller Friday. We had a couple first-time callers looking for a few more. Maybe that could be you. Give us a call. We'd love to talk with you. Matt will take your call, and he'll be excited to get it. And you will be, too, I promise. We'll be right back. WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: Back to the Will Morati Show on WTIC News Talk 1080.
3: 1026 Welcome back We'll take a couple calls And then um, we're going to talk about Some good practical things That are happening in Ukraine Being done by the Salvation Army uh, After the news And then we'll finish up with some calls And of course we'll finish up with the last uh, Caller of the day So let's go to uh, Mike in Lebanon Hello Mike, welcome to the show Hi Pastor Will, how are you? good what's going on
1: good hey I just wanted to call uh I I don't I can't listen all the time but I've heard Themis on on TIC quite a few times now okay. Have you had any of the other Republican candidates on yet
3: yeah I've had uh, Peter Limage on uh, okay, yeah, I have Peter. him on again okay uh, uh, for as far as Senate that's that's it for Senate so far Okay, because oh, she's uh, been on, there's Lenore, been other, there's other shows that were, candidates are on, but those, those are the only ones I've had on.
1: Yeah, I know Lenore has uh, thrown her hat in, and there uh, might be another one, but in any case, yeah. And we're happy that, to have her on,
3: so it's, it's open to anybody, so.
1: Yeah, well, no, that, that's that's great. Um, and just a comment on Themis is, I, I think she tends to be far too much of a rhino, in my opinion. She and and why, ask, why do you uh, think that,
3: Mike? Why do you feel that way?
1: Her voting record, uh, when she was in the legislature, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she is not a friend of the second amendment. She voted for that abomination, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Senate bill 1160 mm-hmm. that basically illegally took away our constitutional yeah. rights. Yeah. Bad bill. Uh,
3: Bad bill.
1: and you know, just, a. That one just, you know, because I'm passionate about that one, so sure. I know and that Sure, and one you should be passionate passion.
3: about that one because that's what separates us from Ukraine. We're not going to have to have Absolutely. people going to the sheriff's department trying to find guns and ammo. we got them in our basement and right. our, our guns vaults, right? I mean, we already, got, we already have the guns and the ammunition. We don't need to be getting them from anybody. Uh, right. You know, I, I, next time I talk to Themis, I will I will ask her specifically about that question and find out where she stands on the second Amendment. That,
1: that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, yeah
3: for sure. And you I are. am
1: a first-time caller. To oh, you name. are? Thank you so I, uh, much. Good for you, Mike. That's great. A lot, but uh, yeah, I've never never called you, and I'm I'm, uh, glad you took my call and uh, happy. Oh, man. Well,
3: then, please be a second time caller. We'd love to hear from you again. Thank you so much. All
1: right. Second Amendment
3: people have to stick together, Mike. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, wow, that's good. All right, let's go take a break. Uh, Lori, I promise I'll get you on the other side of the break before we take our special guest from the Salvation Army. And uh, we're going to talk about some really good practical things that are happening in Ukraine being done by the Salvation Army when we return. WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: Back to the Will Marathi Show on WTIC News Talk 1080.
3: Welcome back. It is uh, 1040 WTIC News Talk 1080. We're, we've got a guest on hold uh, from the Salvation Army. But I told Lori, uh, Lori we would get her before uh, that because she's been waiting for a long time. Lori, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: Hey, good morning, Pastor Well, Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm excited to hear the conversation. My mom used to work for the Salvation Army in Hartford. So good, excited. good, good, good. Um, so a couple quick things. Uh, I just signed up to volunteer for Thanos Dennis, uh campaign. Oh, good! Um, Thank you. I, I'm all, but I'm also kind of hoping that the Democrats just keep it coming because they're pretty much gift wrapping the uh, they are. 2022 they are. election for us. So there's that. That's a great yeah. side, and everyone is driving slower now, so that's kind of nice. Um, <laughs> But I also wanted to know what you thought about the fact that baseball is
3: back. I am so relieved, honestly. I mean, I know it's not that big of a deal; it's not life or death. But sometimes you just need a break. You need a release, right. from The tension. Right. I was, baseball. Yeah, the I just love baseball. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's I'm the I'm the very
3: grateful. Very grateful.
0: Yeah. 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 I I uh, the one game I really want to go to this year is when the Angels play, so that I can see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout <laughs> play in person. <laughs>
3: Well, hopefully they'll be both in the lineup when you go. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I'm happy I'm happy that there's some more normality. We we've, we've taken such a pounding uh, the last couple of years between COVID and now this thing, and people need something normal to to grasp onto. And I know that everybody's a baseball fan, so whether you're a soccer fan or a football fan, you know you still have those things too, uh, motorsports. But I I am been a lifelong baseball fan, so I'm very happy. Very happy.
5: I agree.
0: Same here.
3: All right. Thanks, Lori. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Joining us now on the hotline. You know, um, I don't have to tell you about my love and and, and commitment to the Salvation Army. It's been really a, almost a lifelong kind of a thing. Um, but the Salvation Army, you know, a lot of people think it's just, you know, just here. And uh, that's not the case at all. It's it's very much a global organization. And joining us now on the hotline is Chris Ferrand. Chris is the Director of Emergency Disaster Services. We've had him on the program before Certainly, we work with Chris during the holiday store time. Chris, welcome back. Uh, nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the chance to be here. So, um, I, I think people do have that sense that sometimes it's. I mean, we know what you guys do when the, the house down the street burns, but but you're you you are a global organization. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you have people already feet, uh, boots on the ground in Ukraine. What kinds of things uh, do you do generally internationally, and then specifically, what are do you doing in Ukraine right now?
6: That's a great question. And I can say for myself, I've been with the Salvation Army 14 years now, and I'm still learning more about what they do in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the strengths of the Salvation Army is that we're already embedded. And, you know, folks know us in the United States in the same way. There's about 130 countries that the Salvation Army has existing daily social service programs, outreach programs, ministry programs. So Mm
3: -hmm.
6: to your question, when there's something like this Ukraine crisis Um, We already have a number of bricks and mortar locations that are in the Ukraine, that are in Russia, that are in all the neighboring countries. Mm -hmm. And so, what basically all of those locations pivot and they say, all right, we're doing this daily social service work. We're now going to take those resources and focus them and our staff and our officers and our volunteers and our vehicles and our supplies and look to. To meet in every way we can, all of those that are impacted by this uh, Ukraine
3: crisis. Mm-hmm. Would you, uh, Chris? Would you have like a ballpark number of of locations that your that that the Salvation Army might be functioning in Ukraine proper?
6: So, so Ukraine proper. Uh, this, thinking of the, I don't have the map in front of me. I'd say probably like I think eight, nine, ten. Okay. And, again, we're just talking key locations, but from the reports we're getting, um, and as you mentioned, you know, I work with emergency disaster services, and we have an international counterpart called International Emergency Services. So mm-hmm. the, the number of bricks and mortar, um, I mean, that it, it's exponential now based on the, the number of sites we've set up, the mobile sites, you know, working at the refugee camps. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, the last report I got was a couple days ago, but, you know, it's um, – i mean multiple multiple sites in every one of the countries that are impacted and and literally working to help with thousands and thousands of people right now
3: mm, it's so important you know it, it's heartbreaking to see these scenes where people are are trying to you know protect themselves and heading into subway tunnels with their kids and infants uh is it is it is it safe to say fair to imagine that uh salvation army is is able to reach those folks with food and and supplies
6: Absolutely. Um, I know that, the, that when the Salvation Army pivots, they're going to look to find as many ways and uh, as many people with whatever resources they have. And one of the stories we did hear it, it, it's heartbreaking, um, that, that in those subways there was a report where there were 22 babies born um, oh, in a subway in Kiev. Twenty-two? And the Salvation Army was there um, and was able to provide the diapers, the formula, and hygiene products to the mothers. God. Um, you know, while they're, you know, trying to, you know, care for and keep safe um these new lives. And it, it's you know, it, it's also sad because we hear that because of the high trauma and stress that a lot of pregnant mothers are dealing with that there there are many that are giving birth prematurely as well. So mm-hmm. we've been working very hard to get the supplies we have um to locations that are working with, with newborns um and, and, and new mothers.
3: Wow. You know, it's it's um <laughs> Is striking to me because my relationship with the Salvation Army goes all the way back to my mom when she was a kid. Oh. But it goes farther back because my grandmother, my mom's mom, uh, was from Ukraine, and so uh, you know, I just feel this uh, connection,
4: uh-huh. and
3: and I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful to the Salvation Army. I really. Am.
6: It's, a, it's an incredibly difficult situation. I, I have to admit, even being here in the States, because I've deployed before to difficult situations, um, these crises, these disasters. I've worked in refugee camps. Um, and this one, for it, it's, it's almost overwhelming to think about. Every time I read a report, um, every time I take a moment to pray, every time I see new pictures, um, it just it breaks me. Um, a little bit more inside yeah. and, and, and like yeah. you said there's there's so much that we want to be doing um there's so much we wonder what to do and yet knowing having been there firsthand that when you can give i'm getting emotional now too um <laughs> well, I, I, you, I, you know give, I, don't,
3: I don't think you can help it really when you know the suffering and pain that's going on you know it, it, it's
6: true it's, right? it, it's real and you know when when you see someone and there's that fear in their eyes and there's that pain in their eyes and there's the confusion and the uncertainty, and they've left so much behind. Yeah. And yet when you can give them, you know, here's a place to lay your head for tonight. Yeah. Um, here's a meal to sustain you. Here's a blanket to keep you warm. And here's that, that basic presence. Here's someone that's going to care for you, even if all I can do is hold your hand and look in your eyes and tell you, I don't know what's going to happen, but you're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, yep. and sometimes they might reach out and ask for a prayer. Sometimes they might want a hug. Sometimes they just might want to talk. Um, mm-hmm. But all of those things, knowing that those those services and supports we offer can help get them through this day and then the next day, and hopefully they're where we get to a point where we can start to help them rebuild their lives, um, wh- whatever that might look like in the future.
3: You know, it, it troubles me a little bit. We're talking with uh, Chris Ferran from the Salvation Army. It troubles me a little bit that other agencies, I won't mention names, Get a lot of press and a lot of publicity, but the fact of the matter is, and I know this because we've worked directly with you guys in the past. Uh, the fact of the matter is, generally speaking, the Salvation Army is the first one on the scene and the last one to go. Mm. And you know, you guys don't get the press, you don't get the 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 the, uh, the public adulation that some other other agencies get, and and maybe all be it deserved. I'm not saying they're not doing a good job, but I'm just saying yeah. it's funny that so many people know about the so and so or the so and so. But yep. but the fact of the matter is the Salvation Army. You're you're as much in the thick of it, or if not more, than any of these other agencies are. And you're not only just bringing food, water, clothing, hygiene supply, but you're bringing spiritual nourishment as well. And that's why I love you yep. guys so much. Yep.
6: Well, thank you. And I, I I see the same thing. I think a lot of the times I know from my end, um, you know, we're often thinking, you know. What do we need to do? How do we get in there? And I do agree that sometimes, you know, the, the messaging and the stories may not be out there. But as I said, it's the thing, it's one of the, the strengths of the Salvation Army. It's one of the things that keeps me committed. It's one of the things mm,
5: yeah.
6: uh, that makes me proud. And it's one of the mm. things when I know that we are on the front lines is, again, that these, these bricks and mortar locations, these officers, staff, these programs, they were there, you know, before the first you know, notice um, of the crisis. Uh, They will be there through it, and then as it transitions and as it moves, um, as it goes into long-term recovery, again, all of those embedded resources are committed uh, in every way that we can um, to be able to continue to support um, this this terrible situation.
3: It is terrible, but you guys lighten the load a little bit, and that's why people love you so much. Next week, uh, Chris, you may already know this, but next week we're going to make an announcement that our church is going to be partnering with you guys for some time to, to, to help specifically with the Ukraine effort. So, hey, thank you for coming on. Thank you for what you do. Salvation Army doing the most good. Um, always always a pleasure to speak with anyone from the Army for me. So I thank you very much for being the guest today.
6: Thank you. Thanks for all you're doing to, to help share the message and uh, and and continue to get
3: resources to those affected. Right. Amen. Take care. Amen. Thank you, Chris. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to set up for the Between Round bagel. last caller of the day. Uh, And you can be a first-time caller and win, too. You don't have to be a regular caller. 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. We'll be right back. WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: This is Local Radio, the Will Morati Show on WTIC News Talk 1080.
3: All right, welcome back. It's 1053. We'd like to set up for the last caller of the day Sponsored by Between Rounds Bagel Deli Bakery. They have locations in Manchester, South, Windsor, Vernon, Tallinn. And if you are the last caller of the day, you'll get a dozen free bagels for six months. That's pretty good, and that's um, nice. It's a nice gift. So thank you to uh, Chris Faran for coming on, and then uh, thank you to Themis Clardis for coming on, and Matt. As always great. Great job. Good week, huh? We had a good week. Great calls. Great call volume. It's been a had some rough, some rocky moments, some rough moments. And and again, I am going to spend this weekend researching more the um, the allegations of the biolabs labs uh, research, bio research centers. I think that's what they called them. Uh, Victoria Newland called them. Um, because it, there's just so much the conf, the conflicting information is baffling you've got people that are swearing these things exist you got people swearing they don't exist it's 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 hard to it's hard to separate truth from fiction so i'm going to do the best that i can this week researching that and someone asked me on sent me an email and said i, I appreciate you talking about it, but i wish you'd give us more facts more information he wouldn't even say he believes doesn't believe it um and in and about 50 it's about a 50/50 split between people who say they, they think it's true and people who say they, they doubt that it's true from what I'm getting on social media and emails and things of that nature um, So you know we'll see we'll see but I want I want to kind of drill down on it I'm trying to find some guests maybe that could call and, and speak to it in a, in a fair way because um, I don't know I don't know I'd be very I'm very disappointed if, if it is in fact true, that we are funding this research in Ukraine and other places. I am extremely angry about that. I'm extremely disappointed in our country, if it's true. I don't know. I don't know. But, but there's enough there's enough people talking about it that you, you can't just disregard it and say it can't be possible uh, as much as I'd like to. So, you know, that's just how, how, it, how it lays out. 800-966-9842, 860 uh, The numbers... Next week, again, I'm going to make an announcement about uh, um, a a partnering relationship with uh, Salvation Army. Talk about that next week. Um, So that's going to happen. you know you got to help folks when 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 they need it, right? Uh, the scripture talks about that. Don't 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 just say you're going to pray for them. You know, I'm gonna be, be well. and, You know, God bless you. But you got to do it. You got to you know put your money where your mouth is. And the good thing about Salvation Army, and this is for anybody, you you don't have to go. Right? I can't go to. I mean, I could go to Ukraine. I suppose I could go. Right? I can pretty much do what I want to do. But it, it's not practical. Um, but they're there. They're there, so the best thing I can do if I can't go myself or or, or don't want to go myself for whatever reason, the best thing I can do is is provide resource money, and let them do what they're already there doing. You know, I can pay for the food, I can pay for the clothing, and and that's um you know that's where I think it's a, it's a great opportunity. And I I don't even I'm looking this up now. I don't even know this, but I'm guessing if you wanted to make a donation to the Salvation Army, um. Mhm. Uh particularly for um Ukraine I'm sure you could designate that. Uh, so um you know that that's uh that's not impossible to do. Uh hey, we're looking for the last caller of the day 800-966-9842. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We've got a couple callers out there. We're going to probably pick some. We'll, we'll definitely pick somebody for the last caller of the day. I'd like to see those other phone lines full before we uh, before we proceed. Um, baseball strike is over. Wonderful. Uh, Governor Lamont giving state employees the thirty five hundred bonus. Horrible. Um, uh, uh, CDC new guidelines extending mask wearing on public transportation. Uh, federal ch- that's that's train, bus, planes. Horrible. Um, <laughs> this is good news. This is good news. The the, the Democratic uh, Congressional Campaign Committee has placed Joe Courtney on a list of vulner, vulnerable. <laughs> easy for me to say, vulnerable incumbents. There's several Democrats around the country: North Carolina, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. Wisconsin that are considered vulnerable to Republican attack. Joe Courtney is one of them. And he's been placed on the National uh, Democrat uh, Congressional Campaign Committee's warning list. So that means they're throwing money at him because they're afraid he's going to lose. Let's go to uh, East Hartford and Juan. Juan, congratulations. You're the between-round bagel last caller of the day. What's on your mind?
1: I like to... uh throw a shout out to my friend john gallagher he's a he's a very very um spiritual man with a great great amount of faith and and you know father on, on at, uh, at seven at nine eleven, you typically do your prayer and i, yes. I want to keep him on those prayers for the next few weeks because we we need to pull for john john did a great job and the university pulled the rug from underneath his feet
3: Oh, and you're those, kidding! Really? Those
1: bagels, I like to donate them yes. to your church, so you can do something good with them.
3: Well, thank you so much, but I can't, I can't accept them because I work for the station. So you'll have to. Oh, donate okay. <laughs> I appreciate right, that we'll, very we'll, much, but we'll you'll have to send a donation to
2: somebody. That's All right. Archive. Listen,
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on hold. We'll pray for Mr. Gallagher. I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, Matt's going to take your information. Thank you, and we appreciate you very much. Guys, that's said, I'm out of time. God bless you. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, stay warm. Stay dry. Stay safe. See you Monday morning at 9
2: o'clock.